0: You are listening to another shear from the Ahmed of the Week program, brought to you by the St. Louis Coyle. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Ahmed of the Week. My name is Dan Lefton, and we are picking up on the top of Daph Lamed Bay's Ahmed Aleph, um, three lines from the top. Akum Doma, ok, doma Lamogal. So uh, at the end of last week, uh, the Gemara was going through all the types of lulavim that uh, are not our puzzle. And one of the ways that it described a lulav was a lulav that is akum. And the Mishnah up there said that, I should say the Gemara up there said that akum, which means that it is bent, if it's akum doma lamagal, if it is bent like a sickle, then it is puzzle So our is going to pick up right there, and it's going to try and explain this that little piece of Gemara. So we are three lines from the top. doma Uh If it's bent in a manner of a sickle, and of course a sickle is like the uh, type of device that is used to um, to harvest wheat. Uh, at least back in the uh, back in the day, um, where you would or where you would get this sort of this big curved knife, almost like a machete, and you'd be able to cut large swaths of wheat with it. Um, and it's, it might be better known to some of us as what was, um, what was the symbol on the uh, old, I, I think it's the old, it might still be, but I think it's the old flag of the USSR. Um, which is actually somewhat relevant today considering some of the, uh, some of the candidates that we have in for um, the presidency of the United States that um, they have apparently a very sentimental longing for the old USSR. But that is, if you can imagine that sickle with the star, that's the type of knife that we're talking about. And in our Gemara, it's referring to what happens if the lulav is bent in that shape. So, akam doma la if it is bent similar to a sickle. Amar rava, rava says, la amran ela lefanov. So that only matters if it's bent forward like that. Avala bir yasehu. But if it's bent backwards, meaning if it's bent towards you, so Biryase, that's the way that it grows. That's the that's the that's the way it was formed. So in that situation, it would be kosher. So the the akum doma only if only uh is only possible, It only puzzles the lulav if it's bent forward that way. But if it's bent backwards, then it's okay. Um, Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman adds in here. Let's dudin kill a fun of dummy. But if it's bent to the side in that manner, then it's like it's bent forward, and therefore it would be what? It would be La, And there are some that say, that it's if it's bent to the side, is as if it's bent backwards. And if, of course, as I just said, bent backwards is bir it's the way it was formed, it's the way it grew, and therefore it would be kosher. So we don't really have any strong indication from the words of Rav Nachman, whether or not if it's bent to the side, it's Kusher or not. But what we do know is that if it's bent forward in that manner, then it is puzzle. Okay, weiter. Va'amarava. Somewhat, uh, somewhat of a little bit of a new topic. Oh, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. We're still on the topic here of what lulavim are considered Kusher or not. So va'amarava. V'hai lulava desalik b'chad chutzah. So So now we're talking about what happens if you have a lulav where all of the leaves of the lulav are only on one side of the lulav. So we're not talking about something that's bent, but it's just the way that this particular lulav grew. It might even be perfectly straight, but the way that this particular lulav grew is that all the leaves are on one side, So even though it's not bent, it's still straight, but all the leaves are on one side. So the Gemara says, mumhu." This is a defective lulav, a puzzle, and it is puzzle. Okay, so now we are going back to uh, the, the words of our Mishnah. So if we go back to our Mishnah, and it might be worthwhile just to turn back to... First Mishnah in our Perak, which is on Daf what? Khafta Samud Beis. So over there on Daf Khaftav Samud base, the, the the our Mishnah says when it's talking about all the different types of lulavim that are Kusher uh or 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 puzzle, so it says Niktam Rosho if the top of it is 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 taken off, or nifritsua love if it is spread out so then puzzle I'm sorry, nifritsu I if it's if it's cut off, so then postel it's potal posel. Nifritu I but if it's just spread out, if the leaves are just spread out, so then it is kosher. So that's what we're gonna focus on right here of Nifritsu alav. So let's let's just recap to make sure that we're clear on what is Nifritsu and what is Nifritu. So again Nifritsu is that, that the leaves were actually torn off. They were ripped off. Uh, and Nifritu is that they were spread out. So they're still connected, but they're spread out. So Amarava, uh, I'm sorry, so Nifritsu I love. Uh, going back to our mission, Nifritsu. So Amarav Papa. Papa says, Nifritsu the ki chufya that Nifritsu is like a chufya. What is a chufya? Let's look at Rashi. Chufya, uh, Rashi is the uh, probably about 12 lines down into the narrow lines. Ki chufya, Eshkove, It's an Eshkove in Old French. Shebo mechavdin esabias. It's what you use to sweep a house. shalulav. And you actually make this device which I believe some people call a broom, uh, you make this device by taking the leaves, the alin of the lulav, ha-tulusan mehashidra, have, that, have, that have fallen off of the spine of the lulav, and you tie many of them together, and there you make yourselves a device that I understand is known as a broom that some people use to sweep their house, um so that is the case of nifradu love, that the that the leaves have actually been torn off. So if the leaves are torn off and then somehow tied back together, that is a uh that is a lulav that is like a chufya, like a like a um like a um like a broom and that is pasul. Nifradu but if it is nifradu if they're just separ- if they're just spread out so deifru afrude. That means that they are um they are uh look at Rashi, Deifru and Roshea nifradin Kaanfe Dakel. They are spread apart like the leaves of the palm tree, or the branches of the palm tree, the ain mitsumim ima but they are not they're not disconnected from the spine. Aval Milamata Hein ba. But on the bottom they are. I'm sorry, they're not together with the spine, but uh on the bottom, meaning closer to the base of the Lulav Hein muhubarmba, they are connected, so the difference is is, is between Nifritsu and nifradu is nifertsu they are disconnected and tied back together nifradu is that they are. Separated, but they are still connected on by the base. So, in the case of Nifrdu, that is okay, and you just all you have to do is just tie them together or bind them together. But Nifredu is going to be puzzle. Viter boy, Rav Papa, Rav Papa asks on this. I'm sorry, he doesn't ask on this. He asks on a new topic. Nechlecha Mahu. What happens if the tiumes is broken? What is it? Tiumes. Rashi. Uh let's look at Rashi. Nechlahat Yumas Shnei El Elyonim Emtsayim so we're talking about the two parts the two leaves in the the two portions of the middle of the middle part of the lulav that go all the way to the top Shesham Hashidrakala Nechhu Zamizah they are split so the, the 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 middle portion of the spine of the lulav is actually split so, so it goes all the way up to the top, it's connected, but the, the middle part itself, just the middle leaf itself, that is the t'yumes, that is split. So mahu, what's the case if that middle part is chalak, is split? So tashma come in here, da'ama of Yochanan, a'ama of Yeshua ben Levi, the Rabbi Yochanan says in the name of Yeshua ben Levi, Nitla ha if the middle leaf is nitla, it is actually disconnected off of the lulav, then it is puzzle. So, my love who din nechlecha, shouldn't that also be the case? That if it is split, then it is also puzzle. So, we learned already previously from Yerav Yochanan, Yerav Levi, that if that middle leaf is removed from the lulav, that the entire lulav is puzzle. So, the Gemara assumes that if it's also split then it should also be puzzle. So the Gemara answers, Luh. nope, that's not the case. Nitla shiny. If it's removed, then it is actually something completely different to HaKhaserle, because it's actually missing from the Lulav. So therefore, we still need to learn that a Teyomas that is split, but still connected to the Lulav, that is kasher. That is a different din than if the Teyomas is actually missing. There are those that say I'm a of Yochanan and Amr of Shulman Levi. There are those that say Rav Yochanan said the name of Shulman Levi. Nechlocha to Yomos, Nasekemishen Nitla to Yomos There are some that say the Rav Yochanan and Rav Ben Levi says that if it is split, it is the same as, if, as the same as if it is completely disconnected or removed from the tiyomus is completely disconnected and removed from the lulav. And if that's the case, pussel, It is puzzle. Okay, so that is that little piece. Now we are going on in our Mishnah. So the next piece of the Mishnah uh, talks about. Again, we could turn back to Chavetz Base. The next piece of the Mishnah talks about um, what Rav Yehuda says in a situation where the leaves are spread out. So what does Rav Yehuda says? Ya'adenu milamala. So all you have to do is you have to bind them together. You have to you have to tie them together. So this piece of Gemara is going on that. So Rav Yehuda Omer. Tanya we learn in a Braissa. Rabbi Yehuda says, Mishum of Tarphon, the name of Tarphon. Kapos Tamarim. Kafos. So the the, the, the pasuk in the Torah that teaches us, the that teaches us about Alulav uses the term kapos tamarim, which technically means, as we'll see a little bit later, means clusters of clusters of Tamarim, of dates. That is how we learn out how uh, uh, we learn out uh, the din. Uh, that, that's, that's how we know we have to take a lulav. Kaphos. So kapos tamarim Kefos. So the word kapos, which means technically clusters, is also the same word as kefos, which means tied together. So, that, that's, so, so that's how Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah says that it's okay if they're spread out, that all you have to do is just tie them together. You have to bind them together. Because again, the word kapos is also the same word as kafos means to tie yich petenu and if they are spread out then you have to bind them together so amarlei ravina ravashi ravina says to ravashi mimay kapos dululavahu so ravina ravina asks a very basic question here uh, with regard to this Pasuk that says that, the, that Kapos Tamarim uh, is lulav. And that basically is, how do we know that Kapos Tamarim refers to a lulav in the sense of the lulav that we that we all know and the lulav that we all use today? So Rav, Ravina's asking this question, from where do we know that Kapos Tamarim means the the lulav that we use today? Ama a charusa. Maybe it means a charusa. What is charusa? Let's look at Rashi. That is directly over from the word harusa. What is what 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 is the what is a harusa? Anav <speaking in> hadekel <Hebrew> mishenis kasha shte shanim v'shalosh. So it, uh, this is a branch of the deckel of the date tree that has already been hardened over two or three years. V'yotzim bo lulavin harbeishin nashu alehem Venikshu gamhem v'nasu aitz. And the branches of it have grown out. Uh, from that hardened up lulav, and it's and it and it like sort of like the branches that we see on a tree that we would look out into our backyard and we would see today we would see a base of a tree a, a trunk of a tree with with hard branches non bendable branches that grow out from the uh, that grow out from the base of the tree. Zeponolakhan vs. Zeponolakhan. This some go this way and some go that way. Ka'an shari lano's like the branches on a regular tree today. So, so there's a presumption uh, that maybe, perhaps, the term kapos tamarim is referring to that type of a tree, and that's the type of that's the type of lulav that we really need to take. a charusa. maybe it's a harusa. So, so, so the Gemara says no, can't be. Why? aina kafos veleka. Because we get back to that word of kafos, And kaphos, kapos and kafos are the same word, or at least it's the same letters. So kapos, kaphos means it needs to be able to be tied. And let's remember that these branches are hardened branches that are too stiff to be tied. Presumably, if you tried to tie the branches of a tree to the base of a tree, those branches would crack right off. So, so that is not what we're talking about because we have to have something that is able to be tied. So, therefore, um, therefore, kafos, uh, therefore, therefore, it cannot be a charusa. So, the Gemara is going to take another shot and say, "Ve'ema ve'ema ufta." Maybe it is the ufta. What is the ufta? Let is let's look at Rashi a few lines down from where we just were. Uh, about seven lines, one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bend. Ve'ema ufta eshtele. This is the eshtela in Old French, may So this is the base of the deckel, the base of the tree. So the trunk of the tree, Shahu that it's smooth. And at the base of the tree, there are no branches that 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 come out from the tree. that they don't need to be tied. So. So again, remember, we 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 eliminated the charuta because it can the harusa because you can't tie the branches. So now the Gemara is going to go the opposite way and say, well, maybe we have to take the the base of the trunk of the deckel, the trunk of the palm tree where there are no branches. So because we we don't want to worry, we we don't wanna to have to worry about breaking off any branches. So if we go at the bottom where there are no branches, we don't have to worry about breaking any branches off. So the Gemara says no. Kafos miklal parud high kafos Olam. So the Gemara says, no, you have to have something that is potential to be tied, and the branch and the base of a tree. There's no potential to be, tra- to be tied because, again, as we said, there's no branches that branch out from that. So this concept of parud uh, of, of of kafos doesn't doesn't apply because the, there's never going to be any branches there, so we don't, we don't meet the requirement of kafos. So we eliminated, we, we've now eliminated that. So we've already eliminated the hardened branch, the hardened tree, and now we've also eliminated the, we've eliminated the, as being the lulav, and we've now also eliminated the base of the tree as being the lulav. So the is going to take one more shot at this, and the Gemara says, Am a kufra. So maybe when, when the Agumara says when the Torah says kapos tamarim, it's talking about what's called a kufra. What is a kufra rashi two lines from the big ben the kufra nami eats kain harusa. So this is very similar to that first example that we gave of the harusa except what ella adayin ben shana but we're not talking about a tree that is two two or three years old so uh, so it hasn 't really hardened into that 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 very very brittle uh, uh, type of a tree that if you try and bind it together it 's going to break it 's a younger tree and it 's a little bit more flexible if you will, and therefore you would be able to tie this together, so therefore it actually meets the requirements of what we understand to be a lulav. Meaning, again, if we say kapos tamarim kafus, that it could be that it needs to be able to be tied, this would actually meet that requirement. So maybe when we say kapos tamarim, it's actually referring to the kufra and not referring to what we understand to be a lulav. So this is actually a pretty good question. And Rashi goes on to say, And you are able to actually bind these together. And you are able to, to, to actually put the tidies together to make it into a nice straight lulav. So this, so this is actually a pretty good question because this could fit into our understanding of Kapos tamarum with Kapos being kfus. So I'm so Aba'i answers this question and says, no, that can't be the case. Why? Because the Pusik tells us, noam v'chol shalom. that all of our ways are pleasant and everything goes and everything should always go nicely. So what does uh, uh, of says so, so that, that's what our Pasuk says, that all the way that 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 everything should always be pleasant. So how does that answer our question? Well, Rashi, of course, will explain everything here. Uh, we are the darche Darche now. I'm the, the second line on the on the bottom of the the second line in the wide lines on the bottom. The In this type of a tree, this kufra. What happens is, if it hasn't been around for, if it's, if it's, if it's a tree that's only been around for, for one or two years and it hasn't really fully matured, these types of trees, they have uxin in it, and an uxin, uxin are thorns. So what happens is, is you have a, if, if we're talking about that, then you would be actually taking a lulav that has thorns. And we know, that all the ways of Hashem and all the mitzvot that Hashem gives us are pleasant. So you're gonna end up taking this this lula that has thorns in it, umisartanes hayadayim, and you're gonna prick your hands. You're gonna you're gonna cut yourself. So clearly the Torah would never tell us to do something that's going to hurt us, especially in doing a mitzvah. So therefore, it cannot be a kufra that we're talking about. So we've now eliminated the we've eliminated the charusa because those can't be bound, because they'll crack, presumably. We've eliminated the ufta because that can't be bound because there are never any branches or leaves that come out of it. That's, as Rashi says, that's the smooth part of the tree. And now we've eliminated the kufra, which even though it does technically meet the requirement of kapos tamarim, it is a it is a part of the tree, or at least it's a it, 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 that the tree that is that is in that stage is thorny, and that is never going to be part of a mitzvah because of the pasuk of dracheh Darche noam. So the Gemara goes Rava Ravina. Rava Rava Tosfa says ravina. So now he's going a totally different way here. And he's taking the Torah very, very little, very, very literally. Because the Torah tells us is for, for purposes of Alula, we need to take makapos Kapos Tamarim, which means technically clusters of dates. So maybe what the Torah means is we should take Kapos. Tamari. we should actually take two clusters of dates. So we're not talking about taking the branch, but rather we're talking about taking the fruit that grows off of the branch. So we should actually take these clusters of dates. So, so the Gemara answers and says, no, that can't be the situation because kapos kziv. Because if you look at the way that the Torah writes the word kapos, uh, again, if if you if you had the if you had a homish up in front of you, and the Gemara that I'm looking at here uh, actually has the, the pasuk here on the side. Vayikra chaf gemel pasuk mem. You see that the word kapos is spelled kaf pe taf. So there's no Vav in there. So it's written in the singular form. So the fact that it's that's written in the singular form so then clearly we're not talking about taking two things it means we're t- we're talking about taking one thing. So so therefore it can't be that we would take two clusters of dates in order to fulfill the mitzvah of lulav because the because, because our, our because the Torah tells us specifically that what you're taking here is one thing. So kapas siv it's written as in the singular. So the gemara then asks the very obvious question so ve'i machada so let's then say that you have to take one cluster. So take one cluster of dates, and maybe that is what we understand. Maybe that's what a lulav should be is a cluster of dates. So the Gemara answers no, because if that was the case, Lahu kaf karile it would never write it as us the way that our Gemara, our Torah, the way the Torah writes it. It would write a singular cluster is known as a kaf. Not a kapos, so therefore it can't be a singular cluster of dates. So at the end of the day, we've eliminated a singular cluster of dates because the pasuk in the Torah does not does not uh, does not call it a kaf; it calls it kapos. We've eliminated multiple two two clusters of dates because the Torah leaves out the vav; it doesn't say kapos with a dv- with a vav; it says kapos without a without a vav. We've eliminated the ufta. Because the Ufta has thorns and we know, darche, noam. we've eliminated the Charusa because the Charusa doesn't have any protrusions from it. And we know it has to be something that could be tied. And we've eliminated the, the, we've eliminated the, we've eliminated the, what was the last thing? What was the, what was the other thing? I'm sorry. We eliminated, well, let's, let's run it backwards. We've eliminated the, let's run it forwards, I should say. We've eliminated the charusa because the charusa can't be tied because the branches are too brittle. We've eliminated the ufta because the ufta is the base of the tree. There are no branches and there has to be something that can be tied. Again, the, we can't, the charusa can't be tied because the branches are too brittle. They'll break. The ufta can't be tied because there are no branches to tie. So therefore, we've eliminated that. We've eliminated the kufra because dracha darche noah. We've eliminated two cluster tarte kape mare because the Pusik says kapas without a vav, and therefore it can't be talking about something multiple. It has to be talking about something singular. And we've eliminated the singular cluster of of, of dates because if it, if the Torah meant us to take a singular cluster of, of dates, it would have said kaf. And it doesn't say kaf, it says kapas. So we have basically, through the process of elimination, have now concluded that the only type of thing that we could take is the lulav that we see today. And that is what the Torah means when it says kapos tamarim. Okay, Viturk, moving on in our Mishnah. Tzine Harbarzel zelksherah. So the the our Mishnah talks about that's the the tsine the the, the 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 um the, the, the date trees that are that are grow on the harbarzel on uh, on what what uh, I guess is translated as the Iron Mountain. Those are kosher. Amar um, Abayi says Lo Shanu El Sharocho Shelze Magil Itzad Ikaro Shelze Aval Ein Rocho Shelze Magil Itzad Ikaro Shelze Puzzle. So by qualifies this statement of our Mishnah or I should say explains our statement of our Mishnah by saying what that the only type of lulav that would be kosher from the harbaz barzel are the lulavs where the where the leaves overlap that we only learn that this Mishnah only teaches us that those that those types of lulav are kosher when the leaves overlap one each other, right? That the leaf of the, the bottom leaf uh, uh, goes uh, uh, goes and touches the leaf on top of it. Uh, uh, so, so that's the only way that it's kosher. Puzzle. But if there's a gap between the top of one leaf and the bottom of the leaf on top of it, so then it is puzzle. Tanya Nami Hachi, we have a brysa that supports this. What's the brysa? Sine Harbarzel Psula. That's actually the brysa says the opposite, that Sine is, Harbarzel uh, is possible So how does this support what we said, what we just said? Seemingly, it's actually the opposite of our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, V'haon on Tznan But what are you talking about? We have our Mishnah right here on the third parak of the third of Sukkah, which says that the Tsineh Shalhar Barzel are actually kosher. So, what's this Bryce talking about? Elishmami na, na. So, must be it's a Baye's explanation that carries the day. That that that, that, that there are circumstances when the Tsineh Shalhar Harbarzel are kosher. That is when the leaves overlap. But when they don't overlap, they are puzzles. So, Bryce is talking about leaves. That don't overlap, and that or Cine Show where the leaves don't overlap. That is puzzle. And our Mishnah, of course, is talking about Cinehar Barzo where the leaves do overlap, and therefore it is Kusher. Turning over to lamed Bez, de Rami Le Mirma, and there are those that learn this the opposite way. T'nadan Cine Harbarzo Kusher. We learn in a Mishnah that Sine Harbarzo is kosher Tanya Psula, but we have a bryson that says the opposite. We're basically saying the same thing here, we're just saying it the other way. So Amar Abaye says that this is not a question. So it's just a different way of saying it. One is asking a question from the Brisa onto our Mishnah, and the other is asking a question from our Mishnah onto the Brisa. But either way, Abaye explains everything by saying we're actually talking about two separate things. One is talking about the Tzine Harbarzo where the leaves do not touch, and the other, which that would be the situation where they would be puzzle, And the other is talking about where the Tzine Harbarzo, where the leaves do touch, and that is where they are kusher. Final little piece of Gemara here. Amarav Marion. Marion. Amaravi Marion. Rabbi Marion says, Amaravi Yoshua ben Levi. Rabbi Marion says, in the name of Yoshua ben Levi. Va'amri la Tani Rabbi Bar Mori, that could actually be Murray Tani Raba Bar Murray. So it's either Rabbi Marion or it's Tani or it's Raba Bar Murray. It's Murray or Marion, uh, depending on uh, of, uh, depending on which part of the, which way we learn this Gemara. Mishum Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai, but it says in the name of the famous Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai. Shtei tamaros Yesh bege Ben hinom. That there are two tomorrow's date trees that are in Gay Ben Hinom. Gay Ben Hinom, according to Rashi, is what? Gay Ben Hinom, second line of Rashi, Samofli Yerushalayim. This is an area that is right next to Yerushalayim. And what do we know about these two tomorrows? These two, uh, Shnei dekalim? What do we know, as Rashi says, describes them? They are Va'ola Asha Benehan. And not only that, but they had smoke coming out of them. So there's smoke that comes out from the midst of these two Trees. These two date trees. V'zehu she'shaninu harbarzel And this is the the tineh harbarzel that our Mishnah is talking about when it says that it is that the tzine harbarzel is kosher. So it's talking about this specific place, the ge, the gay ben hinum that is someach Those are the tzine harbarzel. That's where the that's where they're going to be kosher. And the Gemara just says, oh, and by the way, that this area, this gay this ben is the entrance to Gehenim. So, gay ben has the words in it, gay henum. So, we see that this is an area that that, that the gay ben gets us into Gehenim. And I will not expound upon that any further i assume that the those that are listening can make their own uh diukim from that but uh that is the conclusion here of the gemara here on the top of dot doth lamad bays amad bays i wish everyone a wonderful week if anyone has any questions on this gemara please let me know it's fairly straightforward gemara as always i say peace out much love Dan left